Hey, it's the UK Scriptwriters Podcast with Danny Stack and Tim Clay. Which one are you? I'm Danny Stack. Well, that must mean that I'm Tim Clay. It is. It's Tim Clay's in the house, as he always is. Yeah. And uh, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the UK Scriptwriters Podcast. You've downloaded or you've clicked play or you've found us on a website somewhere by accident. Yeah. Whether you wanted to or not, you're here now. You might as well stay. So tune in, stick around, because we're going to talk about uh, the UK scriptwriting scene. Actually, the world screenwriting scene, but we're just based in the UK. Uh, But we like to get together once a month to chat about all things screenwriting. Um, I've written for TV, uh, EastEnders, and done various things. Yeah, I'm a little bit more new media based, uh, although I've got a BAFTA nomination in... uh, Short film, I've also worked in games and interactive kind of bits and bobs and fun. Yeah, so that's, that's us. Uh, I suppose we should just get straight to screenwriting news. A couple of good bits of news, Danny. A couple of bits of news. Because uh, finally some money is coming out of this new arrangement with uh, Creative England and of course UK Film Council's gone now with um, uh, all responsibilities passed over to Film London and also the BFI. Yeah. So they've kind of had to get their heads around those new propositions. They've done that. So there's two things that you might want to check out now as writers or writers, stroke directors, or a writer getting together with a director and a producer, well, whatever your thing is. We actually don't want you to check it out because we'll be applying ourselves probably. No, I think I think if, if, if someone's listening to this and applies... <laughs> I think we should demand a credit as yeah, in we get a, uh, production advisor or something. Exactly. What, I don't know what. Exe- well, executive writers. Well, basically, <laughs> what's on offer is that Creative England have a development fund uh, that's open for applications. Yes, yeah, so that's feature development. But that's feature film development. So what, what, what do they mean by that? They're, they're basically looking for two things. One is an idea and a treatment that you have that you want to, or you need investment to move that forward to a feature script mm. now that can cover your writing time but it's it, you're going to be a hard sell with that mm. but i think if you need additional research you need expertise you need a script doctor someone like danny but maybe someone even cooler to kind of have a <laughs> to have a go at it as well and to help you with it you can do that yeah. the other people that can apply someone more like myself i've got finished um script mm. but i need some more development help to move it into production yeah as in i need a casting i need casting agent to mm. to help me cast it i maybe need a location scout to find some of these places so that i can with confidence say this is ready for, for production so two things to go for there feature based feature based uh, same 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 scheme but they're kind of looking at those two sides of things on the short film side uh it's bfi have a uh a new call? A new... What did they call it? I don't know. Uh, new scheme. A new scheme. Or do I, la- I, I laugh when I hear the word scheme. Because yeah. the word scheme normally goes with the word dodgy. But anyway, <laughs> the BFI's undodgy scheme is out. Which is uh, a nice bit of money to make a short film. Uh, so, But just, a good amount of money. That's what I mean. It's I a mean, nice it's a proper amount of money. money. So somewhere between twenty five and £50,000. Mm. Now, uh, myself and Danny have, have made shorts for less than that yeah um and so it's hard to know where you spend that money but it's not hard to know because these must be you know paid crew proper shorts and i'm all in favor of that because yeah. too often you know official government uh, bodies were giving out money for shorts 
but it was clear that you couldn't really pay people the proper rate. So that was kind of flying in the face of the Minimum Wage Act and all those kind of things. Mm. So uh, this, is, this is better that it's a proper amount of, of money that where you can make something as you would do for TV, yeah, paying people the proper rate. That's the idea. Well, obviously, they get a lot of applications as well. So trying to make a good application is the key. And I think for anybody just starting out and who has no experience whatsoever, it's going to be hard. It's not for. It says it's not for well, yeah. first first time people. It won't stop first time people applying anyway. Um, um, no, and it's hard to know what first time means exactly because you might have done. Uh, uh, but I would say if you've got a sh- if you've done some lower budget shorts before and they've had some success somewhere, could be festival, could be great online exposure, could have been featured in a magazine somewhere. I think that that you should feel confident to apply if you've had some if you've done something like that. If you've really just got nothing before, I think you're going to find it's a struggle to apply. Yeah, but uh, so those are the two exciting opportunities at the moment. <coughs> check them out. So check them out, but don't apply because we'll be applying and we want the money. So thanks for that. Uh, so let's go straight to screenwriting mail, which is my new jingle there. New jingle. Yeah. There. Yeah. 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 So the uh, mailbag. The mailbag, which the mailbag. comes <laughs> various messages that come. Uh, through via Twitter and Facebook, but not the mail. But and, except and, for the fact we have had a bit of mail, well, and we get some emails as well. No, have we? We've actually had oh, a proper bit mail. of mail. Yeah, uh, uh, our number one fan, Gwyn Davy, from um, who lives in Canada or Canada, uh, <laughs> in that lovely land of Canada, has sent us um, the film program of Sundance Film Festival and a nice little postcard and a nice little postcard. So thanks for that, Gwyn. Um, you can find her on Twitter on Snowbird. 007, not Snowbird 007, Snowbird 007. Um, she works for the Sundance Film Festival every year, I think. And she listens to the podcast, which is really cool. Yeah. And she sent us uh, the, the program. Which it was is... good looking through it, actually. Cause, um, well, we'll take been... a photo and we'll put them up. Which you, you can see. So, you know, if you are somewhere cool and you see some insights that you think that, that would be useful to us. Then or do... just want to send us gifts. Just do do. Then do do that. <laughs> but I have not, I've not been and you've not been, uh, Danny, because it is quite expensive to get over there. Yeah. Um, but again, as you're looking through that, the number one thing to look at is, you know, how many great, awesome, you know, low budget micro budget medium budget art housey type indie films there are going on so many and they just look all, virtually all of those films some, in now look good some with a decent cast you know they? good good cast and you yeah. and you worry that some of those won't see the light light of day on the big screen mm. but at least now there's more opportunity for people to hunt those down online through yeah. itunes and other other ways that they can be done so if they've been made at a sensible budget they might get their money back but Bye. but Great, great, great to, to have a look through and keep up to date with what's some good features that you might never hear of in any other way. Exactly. Uh, anyway, so that was a nice bit of mail, but yeah, we've got thanks, some questions. Thanks, we prefer questions almost than stuff because questions we can do something with on here. Uh, yeah, I, we, I think I got a couple of emails. I'm not sure if you saw them, Tim. I think you saw maybe one yeah, of them. You, you, yeah, well, just a couple. a couple of people said um, the same lines of like, am I too old to get into yeah. writing? Yeah, and, and, it, and that's cropped up at, I think at some festivals in the past yeah, as well. Yeah, and I think we might have covered it before. But I think we have. The I short answer is no. You're okay. never too old. Great. Next. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's nothing more to say about that. No, really, you're never too really. old. Just, just, never get, too old. just start writing. Yeah, uh, or, exactly. Or just finish exactly. if you started. Exactly. Um, Robin Bell on Twitter said, uh, should writers go into production? Which I think, again, we've covered. I, you know, And we'll talk in our main discussion about what we're doing. Yeah, but yes is but the yes, answer to that. Absolutely. 
and I think Alex Richardson on Twitter um, sent us through a few nice links because he's working with actors at the moment on sh- his shorts and various stuff. Mm. But he was uh, talking about how actors read scripts and what they're looking into, which I qu- find quite interesting as well in terms of an actor's logic in terms of what they how they I, read. I script. find it very useful. That's why I'm a fan. I've spoken about it on here before. I'm a fan of embracing that and uh, doing the script reading. Yeah. Where different people, you know, actually read the script. Read actors, through. actors read do through, a read yeah. through, um, and um, I get a lot out of that because not just from the fact of hearing it, which is the, normally the way it's presented to writers. You should do this. It's interesting when you hear the dialogue. You might want to change some of the words. It doesn't quite flow right, and so on. That's I would say thirty percent of the usefulness of mm. it. The other bit is if you encourage it, is that you've got. Six, seven people in the room, whatever, each going through the script, thinking about why their and only their character is doing the things that you've made them do. Mm. So they will quickly pick up on the fact of, I don't see why I'm saying that. Now, your first reaction is like kind of why someone busy bodying around in my script. But actually, if you get past that, it may, it, they're, they're, they're thinking about it only from their character's point of view. Exactly. So they don't care. That there's a plot point about mm. it, or that it is about someone else's character. That's why you have to say it. They're just saying it doesn't make sense for me to say it. Yeah. Now that can, as a creative person, that can kind of be fixed, or worked on, or explained to them, and they would say, "Well, I would rather say it like this," or "I wouldn't say anything. I would just leave a note." You know mm. what I mean, or whatever. Yeah. All good stuff. Um, so. Actors, yeah, when they're reading it, they're looking at it from their point of view, that character's point of view, and what a strength that is to a writer to have that insight. Yeah, and it, it goes ties in with the should writers go into production stuff, because just the more you learn in terms of what your words on the page will become, yeah. the better. Yeah, um, but those totally. are Those are a few things that cut our eye online. You can find us on Twitter as UK Scriptwriters, yeah. and you can find us on Facebook as UK Scriptwriters Podcast, which is the page. Uh, you can email us at ukscriptwriters at hotmail.com about anything at all. Um, saying hello. Um, but should we just move into our main discussion? Well, yeah, I was, this was uh, This show doesn't hang about. We just get straight to the Straight on, don't knock the desk. I'm just knocking the desk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, this was my, my idea, really, because... How? How? how <laughs> That's all we've written How down. is all that we've written Because... It's about how, how, what are we working on right now and how did those come about? Yeah. Because I think that there's a lot of good advice given out there, a lot of good sort of tips, models of, you know, techniques and all this kind of cool stuff. But sometimes you need that put into context and with a real world example to actually say, and we're happy to talk about the things. There's some things we can't talk about because of agreements we've signed but obviously we're happy to talk about these elements and we can talk about where they've come from what we're doing um where we hope that will lead to and so on in a real practical way so that you're getting an insight into into where we are and it'd be interesting again danny's just gone for how you get in touch to hear some of your stories about how you've hit how you get your break how you get your break and 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 almost i think probably most of the things we're going to talk about show how your break is a kind of a fallacy anyway because yeah. these are all everything we're working on now is part of in, in the middle of an iterative process of more people knowing about what we're doing and liking our work and trusting us maybe is actually the key thing it comes down to someone's going to give you some money or an opportunity 
uh, and they want to trust that you can deliver. Yeah. And that's actually what it comes down to. So trust doesn't come in a big break form normally. It comes in an iterative uh, form. I was very excited, Danny, about when we kind of met up a couple of days ago, we talk, you know, when you were talking about you've got so much on your plate. Yeah, really right busy. Now. Really us, busy start of the which new is, year. Which is, which is great. Loving it, yeah. Um, give us a kind of little insight into what, you, what you're working on at the minute. Uh, I'm working on a few uh, kids' TV shows. Uh, one of them is Octonauts on CBBC, which any parent out there will probably Famous know. Famous show, yeah. Um, and it, How long has that been going now? That's only, For those that don't know it's it. O- it's only about a year year old on TV right it's probably been two or three years yeah, in, the making. in production yeah um, and they're making series two at the moment which I'm writing for and it's such a great show um, it's basically Star Trek meets Jacques Cousteau as a bunch of kind of cute animals help underwater sea, sea creatures uh, around the various oceans um, and I'm working on a few other things and and one of the new things I'm working on actually would be interesting to break down how I got that mm. Uh, because I was particularly pleased and excited in terms of how it was a very industry choice, you know, mm. let's pick him kind of thing. I had to be interviewed or you have to yeah, meet yeah, the person yeah, yeah. and they read your work, but they're yeah. meeting other people, blah, blah, blah. But um, <clears throat> just to rewind a little, you know, I get asked two or three times a day on email, how, how do I start how, you know, and I would imagine mm. our main listenership is mainly new writers. Yeah. Going, how new-ish, do I start? newish, yeah. But before, I mean, individual experiences will always be individual, won't yeah, they? Yeah, of course. And you go to any screenwriting festival or any talk, and it's like almost, it's not advice, it's just that person's personal experience. Yeah. And it, it won't apply to you. No. So I would say the broad approach, uh, or the broad bit of advice I would give is, first yourself, ask yourself the question, well, how do I think? You know, I, you know, break it down yourself in your head. It's like, how do you think you should start? If mm. you if you want to write for kids TV, how do you think you should go about it? Mm. And if you really come up with blank, <laughs> uh, then maybe you're not thinking hard enough. Or just ask somebody that you might mm. know, or even email me. Um, and you know, there are various ways. But basically, if you're a writer and you want to write, it's so it's so obvious. You just start writing mm. a script. Mm. Um, um, but maybe I should describe how I got this new. Yeah, thing. I know. I know what you're saying, though, Danny, because we we because we're normally speaking, we end up going to a lot of festivals and so on and talks, mm. seeing other people, what they say. And one of our least favorite um, discussions can be just someone's Q and A mm. where they talk about how they did the film, which we can't take anything from. Yeah. Because we're not in their situation. We haven't done that, those things. We don't know those people. So we can't copy what they're doing. Mm. Um, however, I still think there's a kind of a trend that's worth looking at, which is to, you know, that we can take away some things from other people's stories if we hear a few and join yeah. the join the dots. Yeah, their proactivity or what yeah, they've been doing. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, tell, so tell us the kind well, of the background of this. Uh, this new kids thing, which I, I can't talk much about, but I can talk about the process in terms of being chosen. Uh, this producer wants to develop a show. So I was looking for writers and uh, approached many an agent mm. to say, who are your kids' writers? And put them forward or put forward who you think would be good. So then the agent sent, sent her scripts um, and she reads them. And she kind of picks up, makes a kind of a mini shortlist, I suppose, in mm. terms of the ones she likes. Mm. And then 
asked asked to meet the writer. So I get an email then saying, would you like to meet? And I'm like, yes, very happy to meet. So you go and you meet and you have a chat about what the project is and you have a chat about what who you are and what you're doing and your, and your work, the scripts mm. that they've read. Um, and then you go away and you, um, at this point you don't know how much has gone into the actual choice. I know all this because I actually asked the producer afterwards. I said, could you break down what you did um, to choose? But... Um, and then afterwards, she makes a further shortlist of like that, maybe between three and five of the people that she thinks could fit mm. or would be suitable. And maybe they might check out more of your work as mm. well. Mm. Um, and then they make their final mm. decision. So that's the kind of industry way of like... But I mean, that, but that sounds like almost applying for any any job in the exactly. in any industry uh, but in the, the way, only, you know. But it was very official industry because the producer went to an agent... And mm. the agent took it to me mm. and I responded saying, yes, please. Then the producer read my work and said, like that, let's meet him, liked meeting me. And how much do you think, because you've got quite a body now, not just one or two bits, mm. you know, you've got quite a body of work, m many episodes of things that have been on, on mm. screen, uh, more to come, some still in production, of course. Mm. Do you, do, you, do you think that that had a big impact on it, as in the fact that you had a bit... It was like they, they couldn't read all the things that you've written in yeah. this in this, uh, in this marketplace. Exactly. It had a huge impact, I would say. Right. You know, present credits on current shows, yeah. like Fleabag Monkey Face on CITV. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's hilarious. You say it so seriously, <laughs> and yeah, it sounds so silly. It's hilarious seeing the Twitter reaction to Fleabag Monkey Face, because everybody's like... WTF, what the hell's with, with the name? But other people yeah. are going, what a, what a genius yeah, title. Yeah, great. Thing. Anyway, so it, that really helps. So it's like yeah. current commissions. So yeah. it's, again, the industry is going, oh, somebody else has validated him, so yeah. he's got to be okay. Yeah. Um, but that's the same with us. If you, if, we were, if you and me were looking for an architect, you know, the fact that other people were using them, that they could go and see some of the things they'd built last year, yeah. they'd designed and, and, and so on. You know, you'd hire that person rather than someone that was kind of um, saying that they'd got, you know, a degree in architecture, hadn't done anything. Yeah. You know, it, it, that's common human trait, isn't mm. it? It's it's not it's nothing kind of weird or malicious against beginner writers. It's just that that person needs to guarantee to their bosses good scripts and good results. Yeah. Well, I'll just wrap up my kids' experience. Basically... Um, how I got Octonauts, for example, mm. came about because I was rejected from another show that the producers were making. Mm. So just when you think they hate me, they don't want to work with me ever, I've been rejected, they must think I'm yeah. rubbish. Rejection isn't personal mm. because it was just mm. wasn't that right, project wasn't right yeah. for that project kind of thing, which I still am kind of hoping that I can sneak back <laughs> in somehow. But they said, well, you know, mm. maybe you'd be better for Octonauts. And I was like, wow, that's like amazing. Mm. And then my first break into kids TV came about because I went to a short film screening, which I've said right. on many occasions that people have heard before. Um, I went to a short film screening and I met a guy at the bar who was a writer. We hit it off, kept in touch, sent him a random email saying, hi, how are you a few weeks later? And he was like, I've just got a, my series commissioned by CITV, mm. which was the amazing Adrenaline Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so that was the class act that is uh, Mr. Nicholas Osler, who writes with Mark Huckabee, two fantastic writers um, who've won a BAFTA for the mm. show and mm. have written Robbie the Reindeer stuff. Mm. Uh, so they're kind of really leading animation mm. writers. But that's how I got my break. Yeah. That was yeah. my first kids' credit. Yeah. But I still had to go through the same 
process of having a, a spec script that might have been suitable that a producer then had to read and go, yeah, mm. we like that. And then you have to pitch ideas and you got to have your ideas accepted. So there's always a process. And at any stage in that process, you can be rejected. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> but uh, enough about me, Tim. <coughs> Let's talk about me. Uh, no, yes. about you. Oh, yeah. Well, most of the things that I'm doing at the minute have been sort of self-generated um, in the fact that, funnily enough, almost opposite to what you're saying, Danny, I don't know why this is make personality thing or whatever it is or just this is why these conversations mm. sometimes aren't so useful uh, in their own in isolation because a lot of my stuff has come about almost from a p producing point of view so people see me more as not only someone that's kind of interested in and capable of storytelling but can also make things happen in a production in a productive way and in a financial way now so um, one of them's working on this um, iPad game. We've done a, we've done. I've written with the help of Michelle Good. Uh, submitted some episodes for Mister Vista. I thought she'd be good for it. Yeah. Same sort of comedy, you know. So <clears throat> um, iPad game. We've done a pilot. She she wrote some scenes. I tweaked them around a bit and did the technical stuff, as in getting them ready for the programmers. Um. Same as you would do any other any other thing. You, you, you actually, do a small part of it. You filmed it or something? No, we've written it. Oh yeah. Because uh, it's a story. I'll just pitch it to you quickly, but it's kind of I can I have to be guarded in what I say a little bit. Mm. But the kind of, kind of the pitch, I suppose, of it is um, like a Tamagotchi virtual pet, but the virtual pet is your boyfriend. Right. So it's kind of it's for girls. Mm. Um, and uh, so what we've done is kind of a few episodes that might occur that can be ramped up. So we've done sort of 15 funny events that befall your boyfriend. Yeah. And different outputs of what you can do with that boyfriend. <laughs> that sounds dirty. Dump it's them. meant to be. <laughs> um, uh, whereas in the final game, it would be hundreds. But what it does is it just create, means that the programmers can get their teeth into it, uncover some issues with that, what works, what doesn't work. Mm. And also we can then take that around to people and try and get some inward in, in investment, of which already there's been a couple of sniffs, um, even just on the pitch document that we've done. But I think when people see it and play it, they can go, oh, I can see what that looks like, what that feels like. And we can too as writers... And therefore, that might inform the next, um, the, you know, the main phase of writing. But what's been interesting is the fact that, that again, that came about um, through a networking thing. Yeah. Locally, mm -hmm. I met the programmer lady. Yeah. Um, who then said, "There's this other guy that's trying to get this thing off the ground. He's got a half-baked idea of it." Mm. Um, so the three of us, the producer guy who had the idea and has got the contacts. The, the designer, uh, game designer lady, and then myself as a writer um, yeah. with support. The three of us kind of work work working on that as as a as a equal you know as three equals. It's a quite quite interesting way of getting something off the ground, really. Mm. Just like you would do a short film anyway. You got a producer, a writer, and a director. Let's make something. Yeah, you know it's the same kind of thing, but maybe more commercially likely to happen. Mm. You know, as in if it takes off, it, it can do something. Whereas a short film of itself won't actually become a money spinner. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah, that was interesting. 
Um, currently doing with the help of a character that a lot of people will know, Dom Carver. Can't say much about the content of this because we've signed a funny form. Um, but we're doing uh, a feature. That yep. came from Cannes. Yeah, you go on to Cannes. Met the guys over there. Um, won't say much more about that except for the fact that, you know, I see about 20, 30 people while I'm over there, as in proper meetings. Mm. And only ever like two or three people do you keep in in, in touch with that's about or the ratio. Or might give you work. Or might, or might give you work. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Kind of, I mean serious contacts. Exactly. I mean keep in touch with more people, but mm. people that you might do something with. It's about two or three from last year that have actually we're, we're still in in touch. Um, been doing this um, hardware. Bit I'm, of hardware. I'm loving this, Tim. You know, really I know you're liking this. I think it does offer some opportunities um, and new directions for writers and directors. It's a point of view helmet. Yes. I'll put a link on the Yeah, you can the watch site. the video. You can uh, watch the video of my kind of launch of it. Tim's made a, his <clears> own <throat> kind of rig for a point of view camera, basically. Yeah, I was inspired by it's the incredible. fact that, that hardware shouldn't need to be a barrier mm. because um, these days everything's kind of digital. You get your Canon 5D or whatever and it's all kind of self-contained and high-tech and you can't take it apart. But I, I'm old enough to remember the 16mm days. In fact, you shot your short on 16 Probably okay. one of the last shorts shot on 16 yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there, you're very much kind of getting screwdrivers out and kind of getting stuff going. And um, I teamed up with another local uh, filmmaker called Adrian Ward, who's a filmmaker stroke mechanic. Mm. <laughs> and uh, he's got a workshop and all the gizmos. And... Um, he he takes he 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 deserves the credit for oh Ooh, someone at door the door bell. someone at the door you hold, hold that hold hold that, hold that thought I'll I'll sing you a tune uh, what can we sing that won't be copyrightable you don't know. it's just Danny alone in the room I could have a I could have a rummage through Tim's things and what I'll I'll tell you what I'll do I'll flick through uh, Sundance Film Festival and read out a few uh, of the log lines or whatever that's going on. Uh, the perception of moving targets. In this haunting feature, director Western Curry stages an intervention. I'm back. Into oh right, forget that. Sorry, it was boring. Right? That wasn't a pitch. Right. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, you're doing your POV camera. Doing the POV camera. So Adrian sort of designed it. Look at it online. Look at the video clip. There's no point in me trying to describe it when you can see it. But what that means is, of course, for the first time ever, that an actor can wear such a rig and get full, high quality, 1080 high definition, proper, with a nice well, lens the movement, on the video. as we've seen, is, is quite And it's all smooth. Well. But, what, but the difference, what I'm really trying to go for, is getting into the mind of an actor. Yeah. And seeing an act. So normally a cameraman has to wear a Steadicam rig and so yeah. on. So you're kind of always a little bit detached. This is about getting an actor right into a scene and seeing a scene, a dramatic scene from their point of view. So, um, yeah, really excited about that. But that's totally, totally self-generated. But the idea is to shoot a feature with that. Well, yeah, but linking, linking it into what we're talking about, it's like you followed your main interests and passions uh, between geek yeah. tech stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, that's and, what I'm about. And creating your own opportunity. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, but also, I mean, this is a good, uh, good way for bringing together all the awesome people, yourself helping me with the script, Suki, you know, helping me with the direction, look of it in the future months. The guys at White Lantern helping me with the production of it. Yeah. Uh, oh, AD with building the helmet. Sean with getting the right lens for the front because we had this big debate about the amount of light that you'd need. Just bringing together all those great people from the last decade of working mm. to, and then more to come. 
you know, more still to come because we're still really pre-pre-production, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it's using all those people on something that they can all get behind. Anyway, that's that's about it. The last thing that I'm doing is another game-related corporate thing. Funny story with that is, I suppose, this is with a company that I first spoke to six years ago. And one of the chaps that I'm interviewing, I last met him 12 years ago. Oh, my God. And so some of these things take a long time to come off. <laughs> They do. That's not always inspiring for new folks, no. except for the fact that everyone, and your story, Danny, the same, because everyone that you meet, even though you, that was a rejection for you in that time, everyone that you meet, you know, there's no expiration of them, and there was a contact. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, it might be five years, it might be ten years, but, you know, so what? Keep in touch with these folks, you absolutely. know? There's, there's, there's always opportunity there as you rise and they rise together. They might, you might find that, that you do need each other and you're there ready to go. Okay. Well, we said in the last podcast that nothing comes from nothing. So, let, you know, let's bullet point the kind of stuff that you should possibly be doing. You know, uh, being proactive. Yeah. So if, if you're thinking, I, I should start writing, well, start writing. Start writing, Finish yeah. your script. Yeah. Then maybe do some networking or attend some events, festivals, screenings, anything at all. Yeah. So you're building your relationships with people you want to work with all those yeah. those people you listed yeah comes from just a healthy yeah um years of yeah. kind of rolling momentum of, yeah. of of positivity and proactivity yeah. um and then just keep going i think danny out of those that it's the proactive nature Being proactive. Is, the, is, the, is the number one thing and the reason that i say that is if you're doing something there's something for other people to get behind mm. So, and, and, and likewise, if you see someone else doing something, don't see them as a competition. Mm. Do they need your help? You know, because then they, then they owe you a favour. But Absolutely. beyond that, you're getting involved in something that's happening. Exactly. So, you know, don't be kind of writers smirky. Help writers to, all yeah, the time, writers yeah. help writers, but writers can help directors, writers can help actors, actors can help writers, everyone can help each other. Mm. And then you, there's a lot of people that feel, and I do too, I, I've, I need to get better at it. Which is you see something else going on, you're thinking that's good, that guy's doing that over there. And forget to get in, get in touch and say what's, what's going on, is there anything I can do to help? Case in point, um, the little viral that was going around about um, Kevin, what's oh, his the name? Spoof low budget. The spoof low budget yeah. thing. What was his name, Kevin? Can't remember. I should remember because yeah. I emailed him. After I saw it, right? Um, because I thought that's funny, yeah. And wanted to know more. Now I'm thinking most people didn't bother to email; mm. they just went, "Oh, well, that's quite a, quite funny. Good luck to him." Mm. Well, tell him that then. Good luck to you, mate. Mm. I think that's a good thing that you've done. Quite funny. It made me laugh. I've been there myself. Yeah. It, I, I, when he replied, I got the feeling that hardly anyone had been in touch, even though like three hundred thousand people had <laughs> had viewed it. Exactly. It's funny that, isn't it? Exactly. And uh, you'd, be, you'd be surprised what uh, what a decent approach of an email or a question can do. Yeah, in terms so of building a relationship or whatever. Yeah. It's like even our recent interviews, when I interviewed Ben Wheatley, the director mm. of Killers, mm. I just sent him an email. That was it. I just yeah. He had his email address on his website. Yeah. And I just sent him an email. Well, people make it easy to get in touch with yeah. them. You know, a, it's no, a, there's no hard part. It here, took him it? a few months to reply, but that was fine. He well, replied. Busy. Yeah. And then yeah, it was yeah. like, well, let's have a chat on Skype. And we did it. And that was it. It's done. Yeah. But so, now you know him. Well, now I know him. And yeah. before you didn't know him. Exactly. No, but it is that easy. It seems silly, doesn't it? And but even so doing this, do it. it was just like, you know, podcasts sitting yeah, around yeah, yeah. and it's like, yeah, well, let's do a podcast. Great. Uh, so, yeah, get involved, do something. But anyway, that's a kind of a little insight into where we've ended up. We thought it was interesting because almost Danny's one is totally industry 
led. Yeah. And currently everything I'm working on has been higgledy piggledy, you know, so it's kind of happened over a long period of time. Yeah. Outside the industry or self-produced. So, um, you know, we're both super busy. These are both, these are all kind of bringing in, you know, good amount of money at the minute, but it's interesting that doesn't matter which route you go, you can find success. Absolutely. So, you know, if you're just writing, if you've written a script and it's your first one, or if you've written a couple, you've got to try sending them out, but don't kind of become so reliant on the industry's opinion hmm. that it defines you. It's just like, well, yeah. I'm making a short next week and yeah. I'm doing a radio play, whatever. Yeah, yeah. In terms of like, you can make your own radio play. You don't have to get it commissioned. Yeah. Um, so just, there are ways. I'm amazed there's not more people doing it. Yeah, Just yeah. totally, totally amazed. We could do a drama right here in terms of... Well, this is all you need. A microphone. That's I know. I Isn't it crazy? There's not more people doing the doing the audio stuff. Just, oh, yeah. Doing the read-through is good fun. That's, yeah. That's always good fun. Anything, anything. So, all right. Okay, it's time, time's up. Let's wrap it. Draw, draw it to a... Draw it to a conclusion. Uh, I'd, I'd end by saying, you've heard our advice. You've heard what we've said before. So do... Get in touch with your questions and your it, stories. Because obviously if it's a cool story that you've kind of done something, we can Skype with you and kind of get, you know, do a kind of online interview and hear about what how you've turned something around or got something off the ground. We want to do more of that kind of thing. Also, I'm surprised the amount of people that get in touch with me and they're not already involved with online writing community because the online writing community is amazing mm. in terms of support and sharing information mm. and links. So just get on and start networking with people either through the blogs and Twitter and Facebook or just post yourself on their Facebook page yeah, and say hello yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, exactly. Because um, you never know what's going to happen no, and you no. never know where work is going to come from. Talent Circle, all of those places, they're all out there already. Mm. It's just, you've just got to sign up for it. No, it's all free. So thanks for listening. Yeah. And Tim's about to buy me lunch, I think. Yes. <laughs> Let's go and do that. All right. All right, cool. See you, see you folks. You have to get your own lunch. Bye. Bye.